This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So as the weather warms up, we're outside gardening or doing yard work. There are so many opportunities for skin issues, right? And for me, it's always a mystery to know what's going to irritate my skin, but I'm definitely out there itching and scratching. But the good news is active skin repair always seems to save the day. Active skin repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, making it suitable for use on all skin types, all parts of the body, and even on rosacea, eczema, and acne-prone skin. Here's what I want you to do. Visit ActiveSkinRepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and get 20% off your order when you use code JOYFUL. Again, that's www.ActiveSkinRepair.com. Find out more about the product and get 20% off your order when you use the code JOYFUL. Hey. Welcome to the Joyful Courage Podcast, a place for inspiration and transformation as we try and keep it together while parenting our tweens and teens. This is real work, people. And when we can focus on our own growth and nurturing the connection with our kids, we can move through the turbulence in a way that allows for relationships to remain intact. My name is Casey O'Rourke. I am your fearless host. I'm a positive discipline trainer, space holder, coach, and the adolescent lead at Sproutable. I am also the mama to a 20-year-old daughter and 17-year-old son walking right beside you on this path of raising our kids with positive discipline and conscious parenting. This show is meant to be a resource to you, and I work really hard to keep it real, transparent, and authentic so that you feel seen and supported. Today is an interview, and I have no doubt that what you hear will be useful to you. Please don't forget, sharing truly is caring. If you love today's show, please pass the link around. Snap a screenshot, post it on your socials, or text it to your friends. Together, we can make an even bigger impact on families all around the globe. I'm so glad that you're here. Enjoy the show. All right. Hey, everybody. I'm so excited about my guest today. My guest today. Hey, everybody. <laughs> my guest is Rowan O'Rourke. Rowan is my daughter. Yay. You're here. She is now 20 years old. A good friend to the podcast. Many of you have followed our experiences for the last few years, what she's been willing to allow me to share. You got to listen to Rowan speak about her mental health journey at the end of 2020 on episode 252. Then she came back with an update the following year, episode 306. And now it's a year and a half later and Rowan, the community, has been asking for another update. So I'm really honored and excited that you're willing to come to the show again and let us in on your experience of life as an emerging baby adult. Hi, welcome back to the podcast. Hi, hello. So fill in the gaps a little bit. What are the big highlights since you were last on at the start, which was like the start of 2021? What's been going down? 
I think it was a little bit into 2021, right? Because I was in aesthetic school. I think you were maybe getting ready to start esthetician school or maybe you were in it. Oh. Yeah, no. I think I was in it or done or something. So I'm a licensed esthetician. I work in a spa and I love what I do. I do facials and waxing and I love what I do. And I moved out four or five months ago. I started taking some college classes. Yeah, I'm basically living life now. Yeah, you're adulting. You're adulting. I'm adulting and I'm pretty fucking good at it. (laughs) You feel good about it. I have to say, (laughs) yes, I'm pretty good at it. Are you surprised that you're good at it? No, but it took me by surprise that I was, but I'm not surprised if you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, let's go back a little bit because, yeah, you (laughs) finished esthetician school. You thought at the end of that that maybe you didn't want to be an esthetician. Remember those days? Yes. And then tried a couple other things, wanted to work. Yeah. I think dropping out of high school made me like, since I didn't go the traditional way from high school to college, I don't know. I think that that played a part in me being like, I need to find a career, but also not needing to find a career, but also like, there's so many options out there. I just want to do everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I want to try everything. And so, yes, I graduated beauty school and then I was a receptionist for a second. And then I went back to college because I thought I wanted to be a journalist, like writer. And then I got a job in a spa and was like a cleaning person in the spa for a second. And then now in a couple of weeks, I will be on my one year anniversary of doing aesthetics at the spa. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Talk a little bit about your interview. I love this story with the spa, like your initial interview, they called you, Mm. you'd filled out a bunch of applications on what, like Indeed or what's the... Well, actually, yeah, I was on Indeed looking for jobs for a long time. And actually, I just like randomly came across, I work at the Chrysalis and I randomly came across it and I sent them an email with my resume and cover letter. That's it. And then a few months later, I get a call asking if I want to come interview. And I was like, whoa, uh, sure. When I go to this interview, I look so cute. I wasn't home that day. Which I think in the end was a good thing. Okay, yes. And I was wearing like really cute black jeans. They had a little rip in each knee, just a little. And I went in there and I interviewed and it was great. And I heard back. And the director of the spa was basically like, listen, you interviewed great. It was great. I just can't give you the job because you showed up with ripped jeans basically like you looked unprofessional and I was like oh shit like oh my god (laughs) in that first message did she offer a redo um I don't remember but I remember bringing it to you and being like after interviewing there I was like I want to work there I want to do it better again and so I emailed her back and I was like look like I would love the opportunity to interview again with appropriate clothing, please, <laughs> like when you can. She was like, of course, yes, I would love to do a redo. 
And so we did one later that week and me and you went shopping for slack. <laughs> okay. Dress pants, people. Slack. Get your kids some slacks. People. They need some slacks. And so we did that. And I went to the interview and I looked boss. I looked baller. <laughs> and boom, got the job. Yeah. How do you think that would have turned out if I had been home that first day and made a comment about your outfit? Arguing. I probably wouldn't have felt confident in myself. Yeah. I think that's so important to share with people because I definitely would have had something to say. Oh, yeah, for sure. It would have been so hard for me not to have something to say. And that, yeah, would have been an argument and you feeling a certain way. And I've said to that spa director, because I've met her. Yeah, multiple times. Yeah, well, and I've said to her, I just think it's such a gift for her to recognize you as a young person who has very limited experience in the interview process. For her to give you a second chance like that was such a kind thing to do. And I'm so glad that she did that. And they love you there. Me too. They love me. I love them. It was great. She was like, I, yeah, I really wanted to give you another chance. You don't know until you go through that. Like kids aren't taught nowadays to be professional. Mm-hmm. And I was 19 in a professional setting, yeah. which not a ton of 19 year olds are in professional yeah. settings. And you don't know how to dress for a professional setting until you get the opportunity to. And she was like, I just really appreciate that you wanted to come back and that you showed up for this and stuff. And I was like, girl, of course. (laughs) Well, and I also think there's power to hearing it from someone other than your parent. And you knew you wanted that. And I really loved that she started with how much she enjoyed you and how much she wanted to hire you. You know, I think that we talk a lot about that with positive discipline, like connecting before correcting or redirecting. Like she just did that and was encouraging. And yeah, so cool. Totally. Yeah. So fast forward, March of this year, you move Mm -hmm. out, you're living in an apartment, you're paying your bills and feeding yourself. Oh, yeah. What's been the most surprising thing about being on your own? How much I love the queen. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, Jesus, put the sponge (laughs) down for a second. (laughs) Okay. Honestly, though. You like to keep your space tidy. I do. Yeah. I like to do the dishes at the end of every night and... And make sure the counters are clean. I I don't know. Yeah. I wiped down the dishwasher, for God's sake. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. That's probably the most surprising thing to me. But, like, is it that surprising? No, because who else is going to do it? Oh, man. All the parents are like, hallelujah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Listen, if your kids aren't doing stuff around the house, just wait because they're going to move out and they're going to be like, oh shit. Well, and I think that's an important point to make. And it's something I've been talking about recently around chores and contributions and life skills, right? And, Mm -hmm. you know, you weren't a terrible contributor, but you weren't like, yeah, I want to do chores, you know, like, nor is your brother. And here you are on your own, in your own space, with your own agenda. It has nothing to do with me. And you want to- 
create a space that feels good to you. And I just think that's so important and you have, you know, the wherewithal to do it. So parents, as you think about your own kids and whether or not they're helping out, remember, you know, when it's not your agenda, it makes a big difference. What's been hard? What's been hard about living on your own that's been surprising? Um, You and dad texting me. Tell me more. Like, sometimes I feel guilty. Tell me more. You guys text me a lot. <laughs> Which I'm not saying is this is the hardest thing about moving yeah. out. But, I mean, you're texting me every day. Dad's asking me to come over for dinner like five times a week. He asked me. Okay. And it's like I'm trying to detach. <laughs> yeah. And I appreciate like, I love you guys, and I appreciate you texting me all the time, checking in, and I'm fine. Yeah. And I know you miss yeah. me. And I miss me at home. I know Dad definitely misses me. I know y'all miss me, <laughs> but it's like, I'm fine. Yeah. So what I'm hearing yeah. is a request for a little more space. Yeah. yeah. I think we're getting a little better at yeah. that. Yeah. Yes. That's really important feedback, Rowan. I'm so glad that you brought this up on my podcast. Thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> you say it. You well, are, it's real. Everybody, she's a loving parent. She's a loving yeah. mother. Well, and I think it's super real, you know, and I feel yeah. like, yeah, I notice for me, I do like to touch base with you every day. And is that allowing you to really be in that space of you know quote on your own yeah and I mean I will I don't mind it when you call me and stuff like for sure I'm not saying like stop contacting me (laughs) yeah totally totally (laughs) but just like sometimes it's almost like I'm at home and I have the obligation to like text you back right you know that expectation is there yes yes and I'm like yeah I got stuff going on. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's good. Thank you for that. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Thank God. Spring into summer is my favorite time of year. After turning 50 last September, I've been really working on my physical health and well-being and can honestly say that I am feeling better in my body than I have felt in a very long time. Yes, credit goes to movement and working out, but even more credit goes to how I'm feeding my body. That's why I love Factor. I fuel up with Factor's no prep, no mess meals, 35 different meal choices, and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. I always have a new flavor to explore. It's amazing. You can crush your wellness goals this May, keep time in the kitchen to a minimum, and enjoy effortless support for the lifestyle you want to be living with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust from Factor. Head over to factormeals.com slash joyful50 and use the code joyful50 to get 50% off your first First box plus 20% off your next month. That's code joyful50 at factormeals.com slash joyful50. Again, that's 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Yes, yes, yes. Join me. Join me in the health revolution and feel really good this summer. 
Hey, so I'm so excited. I want to share with you about one of our new sponsors, Starglow Media. They have this amazing show for all of you with younger kids called Mysteries About True Histories. Every episode follows Max and Molly, who have just been recruited into a secret order of problem solvers and on adventures through time packed with puzzles and hidden equations, histories, and laughs. You all know Alana, our co-founder at Sproutable. She listened to the show with her seven-year-old and loved it. They would pause the show and try to figure out the math problems together, loved learning about different cultures and the histories around the world. The series explores themes like the stories behind math, critical thinking, code breaking, pattern solving, and so much more. Math is geared Math is what they call it. Math is geared towards kids six and over, but can be enjoyed by the entire family. Episodes drop every Thursday, and they're about 15 minutes. Perfect length for the car rides, mealtime, break time, bedtime. Each episode is stacked with so much laughter, and your kiddos won't even realize how much they're learning. So tune into Mysteries About True Histories math with your kids. You can follow and listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. So on previous shows and where you've shared, you've struggled a lot with anxiety, social anxiety. Mm -hmm. How's that? What's the update on anxiety and just being out in the world and relationships? How are you growing there? Yeah. Anxiety is gone, to be honest, for the most part. It's It's amazing. Is that trippy to you? I've never had that experience. So is it kind of wild to look back and think about how caged you felt? It's relieving mm-hmm. yeah, that I can survive and like not be in fight or flight all yeah. the time because I mean I still have like I'll be in the store and like all of a sudden there's a ton of people in the aisle that I'm in and I like I talk to myself in the store uh-huh. out loud so loud and not quietly <laughs> either like in a regular tone and then like it helps me be like ooh avocados yeah out loud and just like I'm just, I feel like I'm verbally distracting myself Mm -hmm. from getting too much in Mm -hmm. my head because it's just the grocery Uh store, everybody. It's just the grocery store. And where I used to have anxiety, now it's like Mm -hmm. life. Like, this is life. You have an awkward encounter, that's life, baby. That's life. Yeah. And sometimes there's a lot of people in the aisle and you can pick a different aisle or maneuver through them or, Yeah. yeah. Which I have no shame in walking halfway down the aisle and turning around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no anxiety. That's amazing. I'm very personable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being an adult, like on my own, definitely am I able to make conversations mm-hmm. easy, just like all mm-hmm. the time, <laughs> which is nice. That's amazing. I don't know. Like I'll go to the grocery store, get my groceries for the week. They'll be like, do you want bags? I'm like, yeah, I need to carry this up my apartment stairs. And they're like, oh, I feel you. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so there's some banter. Like, it sounds like what I'm hearing you say is you uh, feel like you can connect with people. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm like much more calm, cool, and collective yeah. now. So, what about, you know, the other thing that you've struggled with depression, which kind of comes and goes? Talk yes. a little bit about, you know, I know you had a recent little spell. Talk about how you're taking care of your mental health being out on your own. And the reason I'm asking this, Rowan, is because there are a lot of parents whose kids 
are moving out, going to college, and they're Mm -hmm. leaving home with mental health concerns and moving from a space where it feels like there's like some containment, you know, that's like making sure they're taking Mm -hmm. their meds or making sure they're going to therapy or just, you know, parents are sending them off and there's this big fear that without the hovering or even not always hovering, Mm -hmm. but just that gentle reminder that young people are going out in the world and just not taking care of their mental health. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about how you take care of yourself and what you're paying attention to. Okay. I don't know. I'm definitely depressed. I am diagnosed with depression. It's there. It's fine. I know it's there. It's not a big deal. I'm medicated. I wake up in the morning and the first thing I do (laughs) is take my meds. And I don't know, I just kind of listen to my body. I feel like some days when my energy is low or I'm feeling low, I'll look at my cat, like (laughs) asleep on my bed. And I'm like, I should take a day. I should Mm -hmm. lay in bed. And that helps Mm me. Like giving myself permission. I don't need to like feel guilty about taking a day to Mm -hmm. chill. I'm like... If my cat can chill all the time, <laughs> every day, I deserve five yeah. hours to myself. Like, you know, like whatever I needed to do, I can do it at mm-hmm. another time, basically. I also found out that my recent depression spell was not depression. In therapy today, we talked about it and it was PMS. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so tracking my cycle is going to start happening. And watching my alcohol mm-hmm. consumption. Can I yeah, say that? You can say that. It's real. It's real for you. And I know there's other. I'm you're 20. 20. You're not of legal age to be drinking. Hello, everyone. I'm aware. We have side conversations about that. I'm not crazy, everybody. <laughs> I'm not going crazy out there. I'm just saying that, like, I don't need to. You're watching what you're putting in your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I've especially recently, I've been really conscious about making sure I have fruits and vegetables Mm -hmm. throughout the day. And I noticed that makes a big difference. And cooking, I've fallen in love with cooking. I love to cook. I love cooking meals for myself. And it makes me feel good when I actually, it makes me feel tired, people, (laughs) because my apartment floors are hard. And so my feet hurt. But at the end of like cooking, I like eat my meal and be like, wow, I just Mm -hmm. made that for myself. I'm feeding Mm -hmm. myself. I'm doing it. Like depression is there. It's always there, but it's like part of my life. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that really speaks to maturity as well, because what I'm hearing you say is, you know, that you have this thing, right? And it's kind of this underlying foundational part of you. And you know that there are things you can do that make you feel better and you're actively choosing to feel better. Yeah. I mean, and I'm conscious. It's like I have a chemical Mm -hmm. imbalance in my brain. It's not like I get moody. It's a chemical imbalance. Like if someone would have like a chronic illness, it's in my brain. And so like accepting that and just accepting it and just being like, okay, I can still be happy and I can still do fun things even when I 
don't really want to, but I know that it'll make me feel mm-hmm. good being with friends. Yeah. Here's the other thing too, right? This isn't new for you. And right. something that came up in this last period of time was, you know, you saying, well, I know that the feel good time is temporary. And me saying, yeah. and do you realize that the low times are also temporary? And you said, yeah. And I think that there's something to the experience of riding that wave. I mean, we all feel that to some degree, right? It's definitely yeah. more enhanced when you have something like depression. But it's so interesting, you having had the experience of the last three, four, five years, you have all these times in your back pocket that you can say, oh yeah, that was a tough time. And then I started to feel better. That was a hard time. And I did yeah. X, Y, and Z, and I was able to pull out of it. So I think that that's really inspiring too and something for parents to remember that like, you know, the initial onset of any kind of low or hard time when our kids don't have an experience to say, oh, I felt like this before and I know it's going to be okay. It's really hard because I remember you being like, there's no cure for depression, mom. And like, I definitely yeah. said that. <laughs> word for and word. And really, yeah. I mean, from my perspective yeah. looking in, it felt like you thought you were just, it's never going to get better. Yeah. So there was definitely that because it was so severe and it wasn't getting better for yeah. a while. And so it was like, where's the right. end of the tunnel? But also with that, I feel like as you do not have mental health mm. issues, you don't have yes, depression. Correct. And I felt like when I was going through depression, it felt to me like you wanted me to be better. You did. Of course. Of course you did. Of course you want your kid to be happy and love life. Of course. And that put a weight on me that I didn't want to be better. I wanted to feel how I was feeling and I wanted it to be okay that I was feeling that way for mm-hmm. a while. Um, and so I think me and you going through DBT and you seeing how to support mm-hmm. me. Cause I remember there was a time where you would, you know, take me to the naturopath and naturopath was like, it's like she has a broken foot. Like you can't just tell her to go mm-hmm. to the gym or like go work out with your body. It just doesn't work like that. And I feel like going through DBT with you and you kind of seeing how to support Mm -hmm, me mm -hmm. better was really important for us. And probably for you also as a parent coach to other parents that maybe also don't experience mental health issues, but their kid is going through it. Because I definitely see like, of course, it's your child. Of course, you want them to feel better. They're having a hard time. Like, of course. And as the child going through it, sometimes it's a lot when your parent is Mm -hmm. there and wants you to feel better because it feels Mm -hmm. impossible. And then on top of that, it feels like you're letting your parents down by not being better and it adds up and it keeps bringing you down. And so I feel like recently, for me at least, I've been dealing with depression for like six years. and. I've gotten to the point where I have to let myself feel it. Or in my case, it's a lot of not feeling like I become numb. I need to let myself do what I need to do. If it's laying in bed, 
I'm going to lay in bed. If it's not leaving the house for the whole day, I'm not going to mm-hmm. go out of the house. Because I'm an adult now. People <laughs> like got to go to work when I'm depressed. Like, yes, I'm doing the life things. And when I can, I am allowing myself to feel what's right. going on in my body. And if that means I don't go to the gym for a week, I don't go to the gym for a week. Just because I know I will feel good at the gym and I feel comforted laying mm-hmm. in my bed. It's like I'm being hugged by someone that doesn't expect anything Aww. from me. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. profound. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And it's inspiring. You know, I'm really inspired by how you have gotten to know yourself and your willingness to be curious about yourself and disassociation is a tool for you. And it's obvious in how you talk that you're not completely disassociated all the time. Like your self-awareness, and this is something. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Hi there, I'm Andrea Owen, self-help author with 19 translations of my books, global keynote speaker, and life coach. My podcast, Make Some Noise, has been serving up self-help in a simple-to-digest way for the last decade. The topics brought in each episode are practical and easy to implement around topics such as working through fears that keep you stuck, different modalities of therapy, managing your negative self-talk, and more. We bring you guest experts, solo episodes, and I even coach listeners on the air around relatable struggles. I also do my best to weave my sense of humor into some heavy topics because let's face it, life can be pretty hard and it's so much better when we can have some fun while walking through our challenges. Whether you're seasoned in personal development or just starting out, Make Some Noise podcast will help you become the best version of yourself, the person you're proud of when you look in the mirror and show up in your life. Simply search Make Some Noise with Andrea Owen wherever you listen to your podcasts. When I was giving my talk, everyone, I did a talk at the most recent Positive Discipline Conference, and I talked about trusting the process and a little bit of your story and dad's story. And, you know, the part that really broke me in my talk was when I talked about your self-awareness. I mean, Rowan, there are adults who are still lacking in self-awareness. And I see you and I'm so inspired by your courage and your willingness, right? Because that's the other piece too. Yeah, the bed is comfortable, 
And at some point, you're tapping into when it feels right for you, you are tapping into a willingness to get up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tell me about that. Like, how does that show up for you when you're like, all right, here we go? Or is that how it sounds? That's how it would sound for me. Yeah. For me, it's when I like, because yes, I dissociate a lot to cope with stuff, especially when I'm particularly depressed. But sometimes I'll snap out of the dissociation and I will like look around my room and I'm like, God, this place is a mess. Uh I get up and I clean. And then I go into the bathroom like, this place is a mess too. And I clean Uh the bathroom. I do my laundry. Next thing I know, everything is clean. And now I want to be clean. And so I Mm -hmm. take a shower. So there's some momentum. The next thing I know, I'm cooking Mm -hmm. dinner and Mm -hmm. I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It kind of starts from a place of like snapping back into Mm -hmm. reality almost because I tend to go into my head and it's like I snap back into reality and I'm like, nobody else is going to make me Mm -hmm. feel better. Like nobody else is going to clean my room or clean my apartment or cook me dinner. And I am capable of doing it for Mm -hmm. myself. So I'm going to. Mm. And I'm hearing there's some momentum in what you were talking yeah. about. Oh, my gosh. Definitely. There always is. Okay. Thank you for all of this sharing because the thing that people love about when you come on the show, Rowan, is you give them a glimpse into yeah. the reality of the 20-year-old. Into the perfect daughter. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the kids are not always very forthcoming about their experiences. So it is yeah. such a gift that you're willing to come on and totally. be so vulnerable and willing to share about, like you said, you don't speak for everyone. You're only speaking from your experience. Yes. But even that, I am positive that there are listeners who are thinking, oh, I wonder if this is how my kiddo yeah. feels. And I wonder... And then they go into, you know, their relationships and maybe spark some conversations that are really powerful for them. So it's really amazing. And thank you. Yay. I love you, listeners. I love (laughs) (laughs) They love you too, believe me. So I recently was texting with Auntie Jenny, daddy's sister, and she sent me a bunch of pictures from when you guys were kids. And I was telling her about the passing of time and that you and I were making plans for your 21st birthday. And she said, oh my gosh, that's amazing that she wants to hang out with you for her 21st. And I said, yeah, you know, we're really good. Like, you know, I've noted to reduce the amount of texts that I sent you. So that's noted. (laughs) Noted. But (laughs) I feel like our relationship is so awesome. I'm so grateful. Yeah. What do you appreciate about our evolving relationship and just how I am showing up for you. And the reason I'm asking listeners is one, of course, to indulge myself a little bit to hear Rowan tell me how great I am. But also, you know, if you can be specific around things that you appreciate as an emerging adult, as a baby adult, as I call you, you know, I'm still your mom, right? I am your mom. I am your parent. Mm -hmm. And you're willing to talk to me and ask for advice sometimes even, or my thoughts, which feels really good. So what's helpful? What do you appreciate? From my perspective, I think it's 
helped me to move out because yes, before I was 18, 19, 20, whatever, technically an adult, technically making my own decisions, but now I'm like mm-hmm. away, <laughs> right? Like now I can have people over without asking. I can go places without mm-hmm. talking to you about it. And so I feel like that allows me to share more with you because I'm like, you can't tell me what to do anymore, <laughs> which not that you were and, and not like in a bad way, but just in a way that makes me want to share more because it's less like, yes, you're still my mom, but it feels more like as I'm becoming more into womanhood, I feel like we're just two women. We're just two women. Two women. And like, that's a big thing is me going into womanhood and like noticing how I treated you when I was younger and how the dynamics were and how I don't want that with my daughter. I don't want my daughter to treat me like that. And I feel like I didn't have to act like that. In which, yes, teenage dumb, teenage red, whatever. But now I feel like I can make it up to you. Aww. And you know what? When your daughter yeah. moves through adolescence and does her own thing and is a complete nightmare, I will be here for you and remind you <laughs> that it's okay. It will pass. Yeah. You will move through it. Yeah. 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 Well, I just, I love our relationship and it's so fun. Me too. You know, and I get to continuously check myself. Like yesterday, I kind of went off the handle for a minute when we were talking about the gray area of morality. And I um, want to own that. Yes, people, I am morally gray. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just kind of got a little hot about that. And, yeah. you know, I know exactly where that came from. We can talk about it later. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's a good reminder of, you know, who our kids are at 14, 15, 16, 17 is not who they'll always be. And I just am grateful that my yeah. response to you was one that allowed for us to be so close now that there wasn't so much hurt. No, yeah, for sure. Because that's something that I talk about. Because I'm seeing, I don't know if every like 20 year old thinks this way. I don't know, I'm kind of (laughs) special. But (laughs) I'm seeing things more from your perspective where of course you said some of those things you said to me because you're my mother. Mm You birthed me. You want me to be the best version of myself. You want me to have the best life. You want me to not be sad. Mm-hmm. Like, you want me to be able to go in public to the grocery store without breaking down. Like, of course, you would try mm-hmm. and help me in ways that you thought would help or ways that would help yeah, that you. Yeah, sense for me. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm seeing it like, of course, you did what you did, of mm-hmm. course. It's not like you were disregarding me at all because you didn't. That's logically what would work Mm. for you. And I think I'm just seeing things in multiple perspectives now. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and TikTok has a big influence. Oh, God. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love TikTok. Okay. Okay. I will never delete it. Okay, I love TikTok and I get a lot of slideshows on TikTok where they're like poems or they're like just really deep, deep Mm -hmm. quotes and statements. And it makes me Mm -hmm. think 
like deep. And I remember a few weeks ago, I sent you that poem about <sighs> moms. Oh my God, I totally cried. Can I read it on the podcast? Sure. To my mother. With each year that I grow older, I'm beginning to see how much of yourself you sacrificed and how much you gave to me. So I want you to know I'm grateful for everything you give. I want you to know I'm thankful for everything you did. I want you to know I see you. I see every beat of your heart. I see a heart that beats for both of us. I see a heart that will never depart. I want you to know I owe it to you. You made me who I am now. I want you to know I love you. I love you more than you know. I want you to know you're incredible and I'm really proud of you. I know it isn't easy, everything you do. You always say how lucky you are, but I'm sure I'm the lucky one. You may have been blessed with me, but I get to call you my mom. Mm. Very yeah. sweet. And who wrote that? I don't know. Anonymous. Anonymous. <laughs> I don't take claim. That was very sweet. I think I cried when you sent that to me. So there's hope out there, my friends that are struggling. I've got a lot of people in my membership right now who are really struggling with their 15 or 16-year-old daughters. And so, Rowan, you get to be an example of one possible outcome. So thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. And now, quick question. What does joyful courage mean to you as a 20-year-old? Oh, no. I should have prepared. Whatever's top of mind. Um. Joyful courage. Joyful courage is getting out of bed when you're depressed and taking out the trash because it's pink. Mic drop. Perfect. I love you so much, Rowan. Thank you. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I won't you're text welcome. you later. Okay. You can't. But okay. okay. I'll ignore you, but it's okay. <laughs> I love you. Bye. All right. Bye. Love you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. Thank you to my Sproutable partners, as well as Chris Mann and the team at Podshaper for all the support with getting this show out there and making it sound good. Check out our offers for parents with kids of all ages and sign up for our newsletter to stay connected at besproutable.com. Tune back in later this week for our Thursday show, and I'll be back with another interview next Monday. Peace. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.